Welcome to the Money BS Podcast, where I'm on a mission to get rid of the unhelpful thoughts we've been taught about money. I'm your host, Master Certified Mindset Coach, Belinda Smith. I help my clients make their first dollar and their first million dollars. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Greetings, individuals. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I just say the craziest stuff sometimes. Anyway, uh, let's go with it. Hello, individuals. I am here in the lovely state of West Virginia and uh, trying to do this podcast before I head up into the mountains to yet another Bluegrass Festival. If you have any questions about my Bluegrass Festival experience, number one, it's on a previous podcast and I wouldn't want you to miss it. Um, I also elicited uh, a response on that from um, amazing, famous uh, banjo player and past banjo player of the year, might be current, uh, Ned Lubarecki, who kind of um, gave me a little smackdown on the banjo. He is a DJ on Sirius XM, so on the Bluegrass channel. So if you hear him, just know. Um, also, a dear friend and married to a dear West Virginian. So I just want you all to catch that. Do you see how I said, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a pet peeve. No, this is going to be terrible because you're all going to do it. Um, how I said, greetings from the state of West Virginia. So see, I am setting you up for success right there so that you don't say to me, oh, I have relatives in Roanoke. Or I know people in Richmond. See, see, that's an actual separate state. And that's the state of Virginia. <clears throat> so when you say that to us West Virginians, we're like, uh, okay, yeah, that, that's great. I have relatives in Chicago. That has nothing to do with me. Okay, I will acknowledge that perhaps we should have been a little bit more creative with our name. But if I say I'm from the state of West Virginia, just know I'm setting you up for success. So all you have to really do is go, oh, almost heaven, West Virginia, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or wild, wonderful. That's really what our, our slogan is, wild, wonderful, West Virginia. <sighs> Today I want to talk about criticism. Did I just criticize the people who um, don't know that West Virginia is an actual state in its own? I may have. <gasps> Oh, look at me setting, like, modeling examples. I don't know how I stay humble, y'all. I just don't know how I do it. Anyway, I thought criticism would be a really good topic (laughs) for this week because we all love criticism, right? Um, There are a couple things that I think about when it comes to criticism. And sometimes it's uh, wanted, Sometimes it's constructive, sometimes it's uh, uninvited, and sometimes it's just flat out unnecessary. And so I kind of want to, I'm sorry, I don't know, I can't, you know, one pass, no edits, or I would just start this over instead of clearing my throat, but I got the rule. First, let's talk about constructive criticism, and let's just make sure that we're all under the same um, impression or understanding of what that is. So constructive criticism is definitely still under the under the umbrella of criticism, but it is meant to make us better. It is meant to sharpen our skills, sharpen our brain, make sure that we are, in fact, um, improving. So one of the places I can think of 
uh, where constructive criticism, uh, this is an easy example, as y'all know I'm a songwriter. Well, if I take a song into my publisher and he says, hey, can you look at this verse? I'm not sure if it's going to resonate with the demographic. Well, then that's constructive because uh, we work together to put out commercial music. So, you know, he's got his job in, in our partnership and I have my job in our partnership. So that's constructive. Another um, way that I look at constructive criticism and like if you are, you know, like a, a writer, songwriter, whatever you're doing, whatever your thing is, if you if you get the same opinion from three people three people give you the same feedback, you can take that as constructive because like, that's something that you definitely want to look at. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Constructive criticism is something that a lot of us ask for. Like athletes are asking for their coaches for, um, help me with my structure. Give me some mindset work. Give me like, what can I do to be better in this particular um, scenario? So, so I think that we're all pretty clear on what constructive criticism is. It's still being criticized, but it's constructively. Okay. The next thing that we're going to go on into would be uninvited criticism. I still maintain that uninvited criticism can be constructive. So for example, I am trying very hard to be conscious um, and be uh, anti-racist. I'm trying to learn what I can about that. There are so many layers and there are so many things that, you know, just as a, a white person, a white woman in the world, I just don't know. I'm learning a lot about um, equity, which is a something that I just really had never given a lot of thought to. And that's to my detriment. Like I totally acknowledge that. Um, but you know what, when you don't know, you don't know. So you have to have, I have to have some grace for myself, but, you know, trying really, really hard to be somebody who is, uh, who can speak to that, you know, talk to my friends, be like, Hey, that's not cool or whatever. But if I say something on a podcast or in one of my posts on the internet or my, or my website, and it, it does something, or if it says something to someone and they deeply feel that I could learn from that, that I could um, be better at, at this or that I need to think about. While that is uninvited criticism, I still feel like that's constructive. Where my brain is, I'm like, tell me, for goodness sake, tell me if I'm doing something wrong, because if I don't know it, I don't know it. I can't look, I can't fix it. And again, that's why um, a lot of my clients, that's why we want to have coaches, because when it comes to our mindset or when it comes to our thinking, we can't see what's at the end of our nose. I had the greatest call with my coach the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, this would never would have occurred to me if you hadn't reflected that back. So uninvited criticism, uninvited um, you know, insight can still be very constructive. So today though, you know, I'm especially excited about talking about unnecessary criticism. <gasps> I know that's the one where we kind of want to punch people in the face over, right? Okay. So unnecessary criticism, okay. Well, you know, it's I think it's self-explanatory. I think the definition is in the in the uh this the statement. But 
I think we have a responsibility as humans to be aware of whether we're giving a necessary criticism, be that unnecessary to the person to improve themselves, or be that unnecessary for the real estate that we want to have in our, that we want to give up in our brains. But we have a responsibility to note when there is unnecessary criticism and whether or not we want to accept that. Remember, it all comes back to our thoughts. Do I want to choose to give unnecessary criticism real estate in my brain? Okay, so one example that I want to share with you is if someone came in and said, you know what, Belinda, I hate your hot pink hair. Like, I think it looks ridiculous on you. I think you are too old for it. I think it doesn't match your skin tone. And I think you look stupid. Okay. See, my reaction to that uh, unnecessary criticism is going to, it's not, I'm not going to take that as criticism because I actually don't have hot pink hair. (laughs) So that's kind of easy. But what I am going to do is immediately look back at the person and think, oh, okay, you must have a mental disorder. But but I'm, there's nothing about that that I'm really going to take into myself. If anything, I'm just going to be kinder because it's clearly something that isn't isn't true. It's not true to me. But one thing I caught myself doing last week or a few weeks ago, uh, I was at the beach, and you know that's the time you got to put your bathing suit on and, and pop around and <laughs> bob around in the waves. And there was a moment when I was like, okay, I'm going to do the sand and do all that and what, you know, and I was like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to do this. Okay. The fact that I had to have that conversation in my brain, the fact that I had to say, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks means that somewhere in there, I do care what people think. Every time I have uh, colleagues or friends or whoever, they, they, um, post something on the internet, uh, maybe revealing, or that's, it could be a little extra. And then they get a necessary criticism for it. And then they get mad about it. It's like they, do, do we still clap back? Or are we done with that? They're like, I'll tell you what, I can do whatever I want. It's none of your business and blah, blah, blah. Okay. There is something about that criticism, this is my theory, about that criticism that feels a little bit true. There's, if not, like I said, if someone was criticizing you over the color of your hair and you didn't have that color hair, it's not going to feel true to you because it's just not true. But if you're really bothered by what someone says to you about you or about your work, then it's really time to dig in and look at what you're thinking and perhaps on a conscious or subconscious level, a level that you maybe don't want to admit to, it's bothering you. Like there's a part of you going, oh, is that true? No, I have to defend myself. So I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I don't believe that. I think if the fact that you even have to have a conversation in that, the fact that we have to go into our brains and and even respond kind of means that there's there's some something that's hiddenness to it, you know, something we feel like we have to defend, something we have to get mad about and tell our friends about and all these things. I'm not saying that that's not okay. I just think it's something really interesting to think about because I see it all the time on the internet. I see a lot of um, people saying, I don't really care what you think. Um, 
but <laughs> it keeps going and they keep defending themselves and they put a whole other post saying somebody said this about me and I don't really care. Well, you know what? You, you actually do care or you wouldn't have put up an entirely new post and that would have gone straight on through your brain and you would have been like, you know what? Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. And I have a lot of whatever. It's fine. And I, I, like, I really don't care because I, it doesn't even register to me, you know? So I'm wondering if you can think of some things just out of the, you know, the top, off the top of your head that you really just don't care about. It's just not within your purview to give it anything. And so when you, if you can think of something like this, whether someone uses a sharp knife or a butter knife, I don't know, probably one of you were like, oh my gosh, it drives me crazy. But to me, I have exactly no care. Just do what you got to do. It's fine. But if you think about something very benign and think about how unaffected you are, that's when you're truly um, not even dealing with criticism. It's just you are settled in your brain. You are settled in your thoughts and it doesn't matter. You're like, I don't care. Whatever you want to do, just do it. Let's just get to the end game. But when you are affected, when someone writes a mean comment about you on the internet, when someone says something you don't like to your friend or something, you know, blah, 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 something that's just un, unwelcome, unnecessary, that's when we have an opportunity to look at that and think, well, why is that bothering me? Is there a part of me that feels like that? Is there a part of me that, um, that doesn't like this person and it's just bothering me for what, like we get to check our thoughts. Now, again, like I always say, if it's a thought you like, if it's a feeling that you like, if you want to be angry and stressed out, man, keep the thought, keep the feeling it's on you. But if you don't like that, if you feel like you're getting drawn into these situations with criticisms and then you're feeling like you have to fight back and then you're feeling stressed and you're doing all these things, then I really want to invite you to choose your thought. Choose a thought that that ever so slightly swings the pendulum to the I don't care place. I mean, we don't get to just say, oh my gosh, okay, that makes me feel weird. Okay, I'm just not going to care. Like the pendulum doesn't swing quite that drastically and quite that quickly. But we do get to say and to dig in, wonder why that's, wonder why that's upsetting me. You know, am I jealous of somebody? Am I, you know, secretly thinking it's true? Is that an insecurity for me? Y'all know I got plenty of those by the end of this podcast. I don't even know when when it'll be. Whenever we fade out the podcast era you will still, you will know so much about me because I always, I prefer to use myself as an example. So with that being said, I had some uh, very unnecessary criticism the other day. And this person was saying, uh, um, they were talking about what I named my podcast, uh, Money BS. And they were telling me that they didn't think it was very appropriate you know, to, to refer to BS and, and whatever. And of course my initials are BS, Belinda Smith, the ultimate BS. I'm the only BS you need in your life. <laughs> I love saying that. Uh, but it was an interesting conversation and it affected my brain space because I put a lot of thought into it, a lot of thought into what I wanted to call this podcast, a lot of thought into uh, the marketing of it, 
all the things that I was, I was just trying to come at it with different angles. I had friends who were like, I don't, I don't know about that name. I had friends who were like, it's amazing. Um, some of it was definitely invited criticism. Um, some of it was uninvited criticism, but they were both very constructive. It was very, very helpful to hear all of it. Um, but this particular bit of criticism was very unnecessary. So I had to look in my brain because it was making me feel weird. Like I couldn't get it out of my brain. So I really had to go back and be like, all right, what is the thought that is creating this feeling? I don't like it. I don't want this feeling. And so I want to really dig into the thought. So I got out my journal. I did a, what I call it a timed write. I like to set a timer, write as fast as I can so I can out, try to outrun my inner editors. And what I realized is that there was a part of me that really was a little it kind of going back to that uncertainty of when I named the podcast, like, is this okay? Is it not? And then what I had to remember is that I had settled this question. I had settled the topic. The topic is closed. And this person opened a thought portal. I've never used the, that phrase. It's a thought portal. <laughs> they opened a thought portal to that, um, to that which I was considering and really trying to be conscientious about. And I had to, to go back and really note that I had closed that loop and that was done and the decision was finished. But it was so interesting for me to dig in. So what all of this to say, when you get criticism, if it is not constructive, if it is not helping you, and if, if you're feeling something toward that, if you're feeling something toward the person or to whatever, and if you don't want to feel that, then go figure out what you're thinking. Let's go figure out where the rub is. Feel like, you know, where's the wound? Is there salt in a wound? Let's just think about what's causing that feeling. And if you don't want that feeling, then start choosing a different thought. Just choose it. And I'll tell you this, just circling back to like going out to the beach with my, you know, my bathing suit on for the first time this summer, I, I had to choose I am comfortable in my body and I like who I am. And I remember thinking that day, I have had to choose that thought. A th I can't even think like a thousand times a day for so many years. Um, 50,000 times a day. I don't know. Oh, we only have 70,000. So I wouldn't say 50, 70,000 thoughts per day. So I wouldn't say 50, but I will tell you if I had to choose it a thousand times a day to not feel like I used to feel, I would choose that thought a thousand times a day over and over and over because I never want to go back to how I felt before, how unworthy and how gross and how awful I felt in my body. So again, I know I keep wrapping up, but then I have like an idea. So I just do just remember if you have to choose a better thought a thousand times a day so that you can regain your peace and you can regain your mental real estate, choose it a thousand times. Choose it a thousand times over. Y'all, I want to remind you, if you would be interested in having a one-hour session with me, just me and you on the Zoom or the phone, either one, I want you to, to reach out. I am doing a, a special for only my podcast listeners. That's you. That's you um, individuals. 
and it's $199. So you can't find that anywhere else. It's not on my website. It's not uh, bookable. You just got to reach out and we will get you hooked up. Sound good? All right, unhookedlife.com, or you know you're always free to email me at belinda at unhookedlife.com, B-E-L-I-N-D-A, belinda at unhookedlife.com. All right, have a good one, and remember, choose your thoughts. It is never about money. It is never about the criticism. It's about your mindset. (laughs) All right, y'all, see you next time. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on the Money BS Podcast. I am so grateful. I hope that if you're enjoying it, you'll go to Apple and leave me a five-star review. It helps so much in getting the word out. Also, please share with your friends, anyone that you think would enjoy this. I would be so grateful. Don't forget, too, that I've created just for you, the podcast listeners, a one-off session, an hour with me for $199. We can deep dive into what's going on with you. We can check your mindset and give you a reboot. Thanks again so much for joining me. I know that time is finite and I'm grateful for any of yours. Remember, it's never about the money. It's about the mindset. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.